0: good morning morning. welcome what a beautiful morning it is how many of you think it's just a little bit chilly this morning and does it feel good yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is gorgeous day out here and it is a wonderful day to worship with you and i am so thankful that all of you are here this morning and so let us turn to our bulletin for our centering words and usually i just read this so oh god You are our strength and our salvation. You uphold and save us. We offer you our very lives. We do have some announcements this morning, and Sarah will share
1: them with you. Good morning, everybody. I think it's cold, too, personally, but it's okay. Blankets are good, right? Um, this Sunday is our first day of Sunday school for the year. Um, it's also the first day of Sunday school for FaithLink. So, if you have kiddos age three to sixth grade, um, they are welcome to come to Sunday school at nine forty-five this this morning. Nine thirty. Oh, sorry, nine thirty. See, this is it's not written down. I don't know about it. <laughs> so, nine thirty. Miss Ellen says um, we are also still looking for teachers and substitute teachers. So if you're interested, Miss Ellen is here today, or you can contact the office and let them know that you'd be interested in that. Um, if you're interested in the FaithLink classes for the adult Sunday school, you can talk to Tom Lindahl. They are going to be working through a book called Christianity and World Religions, and you can talk to him about that, or you can call the office if you would like a copy of that book. Um, speaking of new classes starting up, confirmation class uh, for 2023 is starting uh, coming up in October (laughs) getting it all mixed up in my head this week is an informational meeting on Wednesday September 20th at 5 p.m. so if you have a child that is interested in confirmation ages seventh grade and up um, then there's a meeting this Wednesday um, so there's going to be dinner and they'll discuss details about future classes the classes themselves will start in October If you have any questions about that, you can contact the office or Pastor Tammy or Tracy Harley. And then also today, you're invited to be part of the Bells Across America kickoff to Constitution Week. There is a short program in City Park today at 2.45, and then there's going to be a ringing of bells for one minute at 3 o'clock. So if you have a bell, bring it. I assume that jingle bells are acceptable. Any kind of bells, bring whatever kind of bells you want. And ring along um, in celebration to uh, celebrate Constitution Week. And if you have any questions, you can talk to Miss Nancy over there on the organ after service is over. There are other announcements in your bulletin. Please make sure you read them and check in with your Friday update emails. But otherwise, let's go ahead and stand, if you are able, to sing hymn number 127 Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah.
0: that you remain standing for our call to worship, opening prayer, and our meeting and greeting of one another. Sing to God, for God has triumphed gloriously. God has our strength our strength. Long ago, God freed the slaves from Egypt, opening passage through the Red Sea waters. Now, is
2: our us
0: waters. Who is like our God? Majestic in holiness and awesome in splendor. Every knee shall every shall Let us pray together. We sing to you, O God, for you have been our strength. You open the waters of suffering and lead us safely through. You uphold us in times of deep distress, and we exalt your holy name receive our honor and thanks mighty god amen may the peace of the lord be with you you. as we stand before god accepted and upheld let us greet one another as brothers and sisters in this gathered community meet and greet your neighbor with the peace of christ
3: Good morning. This is a special day. It's our first day of Sunday school. And we have a special guest here today. I'll introduce her in just a minute. You know, for the last like 40 years, I have been teaching Sunday school. And on those Sunday school mornings, kids would come with their dimes and their quarters and their dollars and put it into the Sunday school offering envelope. You know, I never knew where that money went, and the kids had no idea where that money went. I'm sure it went to the church budget to help pay for the electricity and the heating, and that's good, but I thought, you know, maybe the kids ought to have a special project of their own that that offering money that they brought every week could go somewhere so they could feel like they were really fully members of our church. And I talked to the pastor about, oh, it's been over 10 years now, and we decided that each year we would have a special kids' mission project. And the money that the kids collected or the kids brought in would go toward that. Well, when our church... Friends here found out that we were collecting money for something special. They started helping and contributing to our church children's mission. And we have made a huge difference all around the world. You have done some really important things around the world. The very first year, we decided to, um, to sponsor a Heifer, International heifer is a commun uh, a, a, a group that provides farm animals to people in very poor rural areas all around the world, and so people all around the world all different countries got farm animals that year, some cows and goats and chickens and sheep because our kids brought their offering money, and we sent that money to Heifer International to help feed people throughout the world. The next year was amazing. We found out that in Africa, a lot of the villages didn't have wells for water. They had to get their water from the river, and a lot of people were getting sick, and a lot of people were dying because that river water wasn't clean. So our kids started bringing in money, and started raising funds with some of their different fundraising projects, we made an amazing amount of money that year. And we were able to build wells in seven different countries in Liberia, Africa. Seven different communities in, in Liberia now have well water because of our Sunday school kids. You saved lives all around the world with that another uh, another year one of our church friends Mike Mayer told us about uh, uh, an island out in the Pacific Ocean that had just had a devastating hurricane the alithi atoll in the in the south pacific had had so many of their buildings and and trees and they're wiped out and the people had to completely rebuild and we chose that as our mission project that year and raised money. With our money, the people from Alithia were able to buy gas for their boats so that their fishermen could go out and fish again and bring fish back to the island for people to eat. People lived because we here in Platteville, Wisconsin, our children raised money for that. Another year, we Our children in Sunday school partnered with the university here in Platteville with their Engineers Without Borders program, and we helped to build a school in Ghana, Africa, a really nice school with desks where the kids could go to school inside instead of outside and have desks to sit at. So you helped to build a school in Africa. Here in the United States, we're able to help a, a city of children, a, a village of children in Ghana. We did projects in the United States that helped people. We sent money one year to Redbird Mission in Kentucky. It's a it's a, a United Methodist Church mission in a very very poor area in the Appalachian Mountains of Kentucky, and we sent money to help that mission program which helped um, families with their medical needs. One year we helped support Northcott Neighborhood House in Milwaukee. It's a uh, another United Methodist uh, mission in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So right here in our own state we were able to help some people. Right here in the United States, in Wisconsin, we were able to help people because they needed a roof on their building and so we raised money our Sunday school kids raised money to to help with that about five years ago somebody from the school district called me and said I have heard that your Sunday school kids do an amazing job of fundraising and raising money for special projects and the, the woman said we have a special project here at the schools that we would like some help with there are families in our school that are what we call food insecure. They they have a hard time finding enough money to get enough food every day for all for their kids and for their families. And those kids might get lunch at and breakfast at school, but on the weekends they have a hard time, um, you know, getting enough food in their home for the families to eat. And so the schools decided to start this snack pack program where they would fill a backpack with food every weekend to send home with kids. And I said, you know, I think our kids would really like to do that. Well, we have done that for the last five years. We have helped the the Platteville schools send home snacks with their kids every weekend so that they have lots of healthy snack foods to eat during the weekend. And last year we gave a check to the school district right after Christmas because we had a lot of money raised by that time. And since Christmas we didn't, we've continued to raise money but that money was in the bank and it was growing and today I have a check we are going to present to um, a woman who is here today representing the Platteville schools. And this year the, the snack pack program is going to be our mission again. All of the money you bring and put into the offering plate on, on Sunday school mornings will go to that mission. And like we have in the last couple of years, we are going to sponsor the first Sunday coffee hour every month so that our church friends can also donate to our Mission Project snack packs. And so this morning, I would like to have Miss Megan Skamp come up. And I would like our kids... Stand up. I have a check. You hold that, Addie, okay? <laughs> you knew She's one of our kids. Addie is going to present the check for from all of our Sunday school kids to Megan to give to the snack pack program. To buy healthy foods and snacks all year for our kids. Addie and actually all of our kids need to come up here because Mr. Dave is going to take our picture. Max, you want to come right here? All right. Pretend you're holding it and giving it to her, okay? Mr. Dave's going to take our picture. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming and joining us this morning, Megan. That,
4: and we hope to be. Hmm? Yes,
3: would you? Yes. yes.
4: Um, this is such a blessing, and I didn't tell Ellen, but we actually had a meeting because we are very low on funds right now about doing some fundraising for the whole community. And that exact week that we had the district meeting, where we were like, whew we don't really have money right now, you sent the email. And so it was definitely a God moment. And so I was very, very thankful for this, um, just because on behalf of our school district, uh, we serve 189 students um, with this food program. And I I think, you know, we live in Platteville, and you're talking about Africa and all these other countries, but thinking about, wow, it's in our backyard. So um, some of these kids, oh, they get so excited about the food and they might even hide it like under their pillow or in bed because they it means so much to them. So I just wanted to thank you all so much. Um, every week we pack the bags and then during special breaks, like Thanksgiving break and winter break, <coughs> We pack bags for the middle school and high school as well. So thank you so much for this.
3: And for Sunday in October, we will be sponsoring coffee hour. So we'll have some yummy treats. And your generosity is really appreciated. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, you can go back to your seats.
0: It is now our time in our service where we share together our joys and our concerns as we have them i ask that you lift up your hand sarah is coming forward to get the microphone and she will run around it looks like she might have on her running shoes today and um (laughs) they're better and and she'll bring the mic to you so that you can state your name your brief prayer concern and then i'll follow it or whatever prayer concern and i'll follow it up with a brief prayer close it with lord in your mercy. And have you respond. Hear our prayers. Joys are concerns this morning.
1: Pastor, I have the mic, so I'm going to start. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'd like to ask for prayers for both the family of Alyssa Miles and Aaron Sander, who both passed away this week. Um, they're members of my son's second family, and um, Alyssa was only 29 and leaves behind two little kids. So lots of prayers for the family. Oh.
0: Lord, we lift up the families of Alyssa Miles and Aaron Sanders. We pray that you bring them mercy and grace through this time and your comfort as they are missing their family members. It is so hard when someone is only 29 to say goodbye to them, Lord, and and, and as much as we trust in everlasting life, we here on earth deeply miss our friends, and so, Lord, consider all of their, all of your children who are in grief this morning, and surround them with your love, your mercy, and your hope, Lord. In your mercy. Yes.
3: This is Nancy Fairchild, and we have a joy today. Our daughter and son-in-law are here for two weeks, and they. Drove up from the wonderful weather of Texas
4: <laughs> and are enjoying our weather. So, Ron and Laura, we're glad you're here today.
0: Did they grab their winter coats this morning? <laughs> oh, Lord, we are so thankful when our family comes to visit, and we pray a blessing on Nancy's family as they are here joining her and and spending two weeks together. I pray that they have a wonderful visit and go home feeling refreshed, refreshed and renewed. Lord, in your mercy. Dave
4: Carnahan,
2: we have a joy. We have our son, Nick, and his two
0: boys, Max and Michael, with us this weekend. Lord, we have another family that is visiting. We just pray a blessing upon them, their time together with their family, and allow them to to spend this time just connecting or reconnecting in ways that are meaningful and memorable. Lord, in your mercy.
2: This is Dustin Nunn. Um, A few weeks ago I told you guys about my mom's knee surgery, and she was doing great at that time. Um, This is ultimately a joy, just so you know. Uh, I think it was actually that same Sunday that I told you that um, she had a blood clot that got into her lung and caused her heart to stop. So she spent a couple days in the ICU, a couple more days in the hospital, and then went back to her care facility. I just talked to her yesterday morning. Um, She's off the oxygen. She's back on her feet. She's making her way to the bathroom with a little assistance. um, And then tomorrow she's got another checkup from the doctor but she's making great progress right now uh... a little bit of a setback I, unfortunately but uh... she's she's getting right back up there so we're we're really happy that she's pulling through
0: lord we are thankful for um, Maryland's surgery coming through good we were, i know dustin and his family were super concerned when they heard what had happened with her heart but lord you have brought healing to her along with the doctors that you have have given gifts in in healing to. And so, Lord, we're so thankful for the staff and people being around and, and that she is still with us today, able to to still be Grandma and do all the things that she is meant to do. Lord, in your mercy.
2: Tom Lindahl. Leanne had been doing very well for the last few weeks, but Thursday, there was a little bit of a setback, and she's still coming out of that, but hopefully she'll be happy again. So, need your prayers. Thankful for good care.
0: Lord, we lift up Leanne today and knowing that sometimes even in the midst of of a place we feel comfortable in, we have good days and we have bad days. And so Lord, as she has suffered a little bit of a setback, we pray that you continue to support her and nurture and give her hope and optimism each and every day. Lord, continue to fill her with, with your love and your grace. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here this morning and we've heard the prayers of our people, we lift them up to you. Along with the prayers that we have heard this morning, we also are aware in our hearts and in our minds of of an earthquake in Morocco and flooding in Libya, and we just pray that you are there with all these recovery efforts and the rebuilding that has to take place, as well as hawaii and other places where there has been natural disasters lord it seems like every week we are hearing about more and more things happening and maybe it's our communications are so much better than they used to be but but sometimes it seems like there is something upon another upon another upon another and lord we are so thankful that you are god and we are not that we can turn our prayers to you and you can hold them and you can lift these people and you can bring them hope and salvation. Sometimes the world is so much for us, Lord. We know our problems in our daily life, our problems with our, our friends, our neighbors, our parents, our children. That encompass our thoughts day and night. And then when we add on top of that other things around the world, we have a tendency to become overwhelmed, Lord. And sometimes, Lord, as we become overwhelmed, we begin to feel guilty. Allow us to just give all of this to you, knowing that you are able to handle it all. We thank you, Lord, for the many ways that you are present in our life each and every day. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you give us hope in the midst of tragedy. We thank you, Lord, for the many different ways that you show your love to us and we thank you today for the sunshine and the cool weather that renewed our spirits and we thank you for the rain that fell yesterday that restored our souls and so lord we come today with the confidence of the children of god to pray together the prayer jesus taught his followers to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done
3: The scripture message this morning is from Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times but seven times, but seventy times seven. Or, I'm sorry, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell upon his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. But the servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt. And let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, He went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. The master called the servant in. "'You wicked servant,' he said. "'I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. "'Shouldn't you have had mercy?' On your fellow servant, just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart.
0: This is the word of God. For the people of God. Thanks be to God. What a wonderful scripture we have in front of us that we are told that we are to forgive our brothers and sisters, right? Such an easy thing to do. It's not easy. This is what Jesus was talking to his disciples about. They are gathered, they are being taught how to be in a community of faith. That is what this chapter has been about. We, have, we know in the chapter there was a story about chasing the lost, or a parable about chasing the lost sheep out of 99, going after that one that was missing. We talked about last week... Um, conflict how we handle conflict with one another how we go directly to that person how we don't talk about people behind their back instead we try to handle it in an upfront manner and now we're talking about forgiveness and and peter i love peter he is so sure he has this down pat he knows you're supposed to give, forgive people at least three times right and so he's like i'm gonna up this I should forgive people seven times, right, Jesus? You know, and I know Peter's thinking gold star for me because I'm willing to forgive people seven times. And some versions of the Bible say seven times, 77, some say 77 times. Regardless, if you've noticed throughout our, our um, slides, we've had the infinity symbol on almost all of our slides through worship today and that's because we want to remember how many times we should forgive there's an infinitive amount of times we should forgive seventy-seven times four hundred and seventy-seven times however many seventy-seven times we're supposed to forgive is that easy no when we think about it and you think about forgiving somebody say we're going to go out to dinner with somebody and we have all the plans we've reserved a restaurant and we're going to meet our friend there, and we show up, and we wait. And now it's 10 minutes late, and now it's 15 minutes late. And finally, we just ask the server for the bill, and we go home. Later on that day, we get a call from our friend saying, I'm sorry, I got busy with things, and I completely forgot, and I didn't show up. Oh, that's fine. That's easy to forgive. So we set another date for this. And the same thing happens again. Okay, it's getting a little bit harder now, right? How do we set up that third one when we've already had this happen to us twice? You know, saying forgiving somebody sounds easy. But the truth of the matter is that it is not easy. And so we see this this case where we're in the parable This man has been forgiven for, how many bags of gold was it? Was it like 100 bags of gold? I think I read somewhere that it was something like $1.5 billion in today's market, maybe more in the past couple years from when I had read this commentary. It's an impossible amount to pay back. The person would have to work for over 150 years, and most of us don't live that long. And so he's forgiven this amount of money, and he is given, so this is a great deal of forgiveness, right, if you're measuring forgiveness. And then he runs across somebody who owes him money, and he doesn't offer that same forgiveness to them. And so rightly, the king is upset with what has happened before him. He said, I forgave you this, but you couldn't forgive him this. And then we start to apply it to our own life. And our relationship with God and our relationship with Jesus. And we think about how much we have been forgiven in our lives. If you have sinned and asked for forgiveness, it was forgiven. Thankfully, God isn't like me. Because when I forgive someone, one of the things that I find this 77 times or seven times, 77 times to be is that when I forgive somebody, I do forgive them in that moment. I'm really good at that. But then I'm human. And I pick that anger back up another day. And I hold on to it, only to have to forgive them all over again in my heart, because I have picked it up. This not forgiving somebody does not hurt that person because they don't even know it is going on in my heart. Right? Instead, it becomes a chain that binds me to this act of unforgiveness. And I become my own punishment for not forgiving someone. Have any of you ever been there? Yeah. You've had something happen to you. And you forgave the person and you thought, I can move on from this, and then all of a sudden it comes back to haunt you. I don't know if it's a dream in the middle of the night or what it is, but it comes back. And you think that really wasn't fair, what they said, what they did, how they acted, how they treated me, how they treated my brother, how they treated my friends, whatever it is, and you bring it back. And then you have to go through that process again. So how many times should we forgive? Seven times? 77 times? I say we have to forgive until we can let it go. Because you know what? Those are the chains that bind us. Those are what causes us to have these problems that we have in our life where we can't let go of things. And you know, that forgiveness shouldn't only be for those who have wronged you, but those, that forgiveness should be for yourself too. Because sometimes in life, it isn't so much the people who have wronged you that you have a hard time forgiving, but it is the mistakes that we have made ourselves, that we have been forgiven from God for, that all of a sudden we draw back to us. We've asked for forgiveness, we've accepted that forgiveness, and then six months pass and we think, oh, I can't believe I did that or said that, and we bring it back. And it haunts us and it makes us suffer. Jesus doesn't want this to be part of our community. He doesn't want what has been forgiven of us to come back and haunt us. And he doesn't want what we have forgiven in our friends, our neighbors, our loved one in our church community to come back again and haunt them or us in any matter. And so he tells this parable. And this parable is a hard one because as we're reading it, we don't want to to forgive somebody just because we want to avoid the wrath of God, do we? That isn't why we forgive someone. And in fact, if you forgive someone from your heart, you are not forgiving to avoid wrath. <laughs> you are forgiving truly from that pureness of your heart. But we're human. And so there's a reason that Jesus says we should forgive so many times. It's because Jesus knows us as humans. And he knows that we are weak and that we make mistakes and that people will do us harm and we should forgive them. But he also knows that if we do not forgive them, that it doesn't only hurt them it hurts us I think of things that were said and and problems that we have had and the words that we don't let go in our head you know things like I'm not smart enough you're not thin enough you're not enough nobody's gonna be friends with you if you're friends with her There's a lot of things that are said that are harmful and we need to forgive them because we need to let them go from us these things that cause pain not only for the other people but also for our own soul for our own relationship with Christ because Christ has forgiven us made us whiter than snow and yet we still keep bringing that blackness and that darkness into our heart so we need to forgive again and again and again, and again, until we get it down. Because we're working towards perfection, right? Perfection in love. How many of you are there? Yeah, no, my hand didn't go up either. I'm still working at it. I still have times where, where I might think about a story of my brother or something like that, and all of a sudden, I get angry again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember when I was going down the driveway and my brother put his hand over my mouth and told me, don't worry, Tammy, you can breathe through your nose as I'm screaming, I can't breathe. And just that easily, I can bring it back. Just a memory, just a thought, just a tiny bit of anger that enters my heart. And then I have to think, Oh, Lord, we were kids. Let it go, Tammy. And then I let it go. Sometimes that's how forgiveness works. Other times you might be one of those people who can let it go, and that is it, end of sentence, and you never bring it back into your life again. And if so, I am so thankful for you because it is hard to be one of those people who dwell. Or one of those people who bring it back. But Jesus has offered us total forgiveness for every single thing in our life. We are that farmer that owes a hundred bags of gold that we could never repay if we tried. And instead, sometimes we act like that same person. Saying to somebody else, you harmed me. You should pay for this. Most of the things I talk about are minor circumstances. Sometimes we have bigger problems that we need to forgive and to let go of. But when I'm talking about the chains that bind us, when we should choose forgiveness, sometimes we are not choosing forgiveness for that person's sake If somebody has really hurt you, if they have caused you harm, if they may cause you harm in the future, this forgiveness is for you. This forgiveness is for you to be able to let go, for you to be able to move on, for you to be able to feel that love in your heart and in your soul. Jesus was talking about a community of friends, a community of faith a community that was drawn together by a common belief that Jesus was Lord. We are that community. When we look around here, we are called to love one another, to support one another, to be there for one another, and above all things, to forgive one another. So if at one time you had a fight with another church member about the color of carpet, Let it go. Forgive them. If you had a fight with another member about whether we should roof or not roof the church, let it go. It's already been roofed. If you have had a fight about somebody that you think has said something about you, first thing you do, of course, is talk to them. If that doesn't resolve it, try to let it go. Try to let it go. Because holding on to unforgiveness are some serious chains that bind you. You create your own hell here on earth just by being unforgiving. We don't even need a higher power to do that for us because we've done it for ourselves. Jesus is telling us, let it go. He says this parable in a way that makes everything seem so big and overblown. In reality, not forgiving someone is never an overblown thing. It is something that can eat at our very soul. And so when you have anger, we don't always let it go for them. Let it go for you. To allow you to be in full relationship with Jesus. To allow the community to thrive once again. So that others surrounding you don't have to pick sides. Let it go. So that you can be the best of the best. And the closest to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So then we're going to sing this little light of mine. This is not the exact way I learned it growing up, but let's stand and sing it together. just want to sing don't let satan it out i'm gonna let it shine it's okay if you sing that on the way out of church i like ya. let us join together in a prayer of confession and i'll allow you to be seated but before we begin our prayer of confession and and you can be seated we're going to pray briefly we're hearing a lot of sirens right now and and so let us pray together Lord Jesus, as we're hearing the sirens going around, we're not sure what it is. Lord, Lord, we lift up whatever is going on to you. Allow you to be in charge of the situation. Allow you to bring hope. Allow you to bring mercy. If healing is needed, Lord, we ask for that. We don't know what is going on right now. But Lord, we do know that there is power in prayer. So we lift up the problems that are going around to you, Lord. Knowing that you are our one true Lord. Who can bring saving grace and mercy to all in jesus name we pray amen all right you may be seated let us pray together our prayer of confession when we hear praises of your past help and triumph we wonder where you are today oh god we look at our lives and see hurtful relationships We look at our nation and see communities suffering under oppression. We look at our world and see injustice and brutality. We need your mighty arm to shatter wrongdoing and corruption. When we are weak, strengthen our faith. When we despair, renew our hope. When we give up, stand up in your just cause that we might live for you. Amen. We, let us hear these words of assurance. We stand before God, a God of justice, a God of forgiveness and acceptance. This God raises us up and upholds us in our living. Praise be to God. And now not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitments and prayers. I invite the ushers to take the offering this morning. Please join me for the offering prayer. Savior God, you look at our world with compassion. You also look at our world with clarity and a zeal for justice. Use all we bring to life and all we bring to you today to fight for justice with mercy and compassion. Make us and our gifts part of the healing of the world. Amen. Let us sing together freely, freely. who is like our majestic god the one who is a wonder worker and awesome in splendor no other god calls us to join the holy work of making the world right we will live for god and for god's world in all we do amen go in peace serve the lord thanks be to god